She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Good morning and welcome to another episode of She Loves Herself, the podcast. And it's Friday, which means we have another gorgeous guest on. And today it's none other than Laura Anderson, Laura off of Love Island. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you. It's actually in two parts, guys. Laura and I chatted for ages. And when I sat down to edit it, I thought, I I don't want to take any of this away. So I've split it into two, two parts. So this is the first part and you're going to hear Laura and I talk lots about Love Island, of course, um, social media and the pressures that come with that for her. We talk about her mindset, her mental health and her struggles with relationships. So part one is super juicy. Sit back, relax and enjoy. She loves herself with Jill Ritchie. Welcome to the She Loves Herself podcast, Laura Anderson. Yay! <laughs> I'm bloody buzzing that you're on. You're so, oh. I'm so pleased that you said Jess to coming on. Of course. I just love even just like what it's called. She loves herself like we mm. should, right? I know. And why do we not feel like we can? I don't know. I know. <laughs> I know. It, it is, it's, it, and a lot of people say that. I love the, the name of the podcast. She loves herself because it means different things to different people. And yeah. what does she loves herself? You know, what does that bring up for you? Um, just sort of that I'm allowed to and I can. And, you know, it's definitely been a bit of a, journey like obviously I love myself a lot more now than I used to and do you know what probably being I always sort of look back on the you know from changing my career obviously your work is a massive has a massive effect on your mind and your your life and obviously you know diving right in going on Love Island has really changed my perception of myself because I was able to watch myself back and it is actually quite good to do that um I always had like this weird inner confidence I don't know why um from when I was young like I was quite independent sort of got what I wanted because I worked hard and just didn't really feel like I ever needed anyone um but I, I probably didn't know myself that well so it was kind of this balance of like my confidence came from you know, being in Dubai, I was like this young blonde girl. There was all these guys giving you attention. I was cabin crew, you know, I looked nice when I went to work. And I, I just, it sounds bad, but I used to think like, oh, I'm, I'm really pretty. And, mm. But I didn't really know what was inside. And then it was, it's probably the opposite of what you would think going on Love Island. But then when I came out of Love Island, I actually felt the opposite. Um, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me, but I didn't feel... Oh my, I realised, oh my God, I'm, I'm not that pretty. Chill out, Laura. But <laughs> so good on the inside. Is that oh. weird? Like, I just felt like, you know, when you're in your your social bubble, you've got your friends and we all compare ourselves to each other, like looks wise, don't we? Even though we don't mean to. But then I was put on this show with all these beautiful people, like literally models that I've never really been around before. And it brought me back down to earth with the look side of it. Mm. But, I realized some people aren't that nice on the inside and I realized like how 
well yeah I think I am quite amazing like as yes. a friend as like you know supporting people and just being kind so when I came off Love Island I had my confidence really switched for the better like I wasn't vain anymore I, I mean obviously you know still like to dress up and look good but I don't care as much mm-hmm. I just feel really good like as a person from the inside and I think in this life now it's it, people don't really get and understand that and I tried I actually tried the other day on my Instagram I, I put a post about I don't I'm not in the best shape of my life which I'm not like I'm being quite lazy and not eating very well and and you know and I notice it but I, I, I totally feel confident because I like me on the inside and I just wish that all these people out there that felt insecure maybe looked at themselves and thought am I insecure because I'm just being a bit vain mm-hmm. like am I insecure about my looks because let's not focus on that as much let's focus on if we're actually a good person, because then we can work on that um, and and progress. Do you know what I mean? So I just sometimes I don't feel sorry. F- I know it sounds a bit hardcore, mm-hmm. but I don't feel sorry for people that are insecure um, too much about their looks. Because let's stop focusing on our looks because it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter as much. You know, like take the time to look from within. If you don't think you're a kind, nice person, then work. You can work on that, and then mm. hopefully you'll kind of do maybe what I've done and and realize, oh my god, I'm actually so nice. Like I've got no reason to be not confident because it's quite rare to be a good person. Like anyone can look amazing. You know, you can go get your hair done. You can go and get this, but it's quite. You know, it can be quite rare to be like an amazing human from the inside like it takes a lot of work and a lot of patience so that's kind of like god that was a long journey sorry (laughs) listen I'm 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 totally never told anyone that before I'm taking in everything you're saying and you know you know what I mean I know yeah I know exactly what you mean and the thing is um there was a couple of things you said and I wanted to pick up on it the first thing you said was when you went into Love Island and when you came out, you you really worked on yourself from the inside out um, as opposed to the other way around. Laura, I followed you on Love Island. You were my favourite person on there, probably because you were Scottish. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also, I thought you came across internally a really honest, lovely person, a really real person as well and very, very relatable. So you didn't come across as a person who was all about the looks from the outside. No, I and I think know. I think when I was, that's what I mean, like I feel like my journey was more in there. Like ah, when I was right. surrounded by these beautiful people, that was like, oh my God, they're so much like better looking than me. I need to like, I'm not that confident anymore. But then slowly as I watched how people reacted to things, how people treated me, treated other people and I didn't agree with it, then I actually started to feel better because I thought, oh my God, I'm actually such a nicer person. And then even coming out, meeting a lot of like celebrities that you look up to, realizing perhaps how rude they can be, mm. how you know insecure they actually are and they're all about looks. And I thought, God, I'm, I'm actually winning because I would rather be a good person than look like a Victoria's Secret model. And that's the kind of like, it's, it's hard for me to express this because I feel like I've not really seen it 
anyone talk about it that much mm. out there, but it's something that like I feel quite passionate about and I want to try and express in the right way without offending someone because obviously a lot of people have insecurities with their looks. I mean, I still do, obviously, and I'm not saying that's not okay, but I think as a whole, society, like being obsessed with Instagram and all that, if we focus a little bit less on appearance, then we might actually feel better about ourselves and not be as anxious or not be as insecure. Mm. You know, like if you look at the Daily Mail and all the articles, every article about a woman, the headline is usually about what she looks like. Mm. You know, like I, if I post a picture in a bikini on holiday, that is what goes in the Daily Mail. But if I posted a picture about me and my dog in a charity, like no one writes about it. So interesting. I was going to actually ask you about that. Do you find on your social media, because you have a huge following on social media, do you find the bikini shots and those shots wearing certain clothes get you more engagement rather than I mean, you speaking about a charity or something? Yeah. It's kind of a mix. Like I feel quite lucky with my followers. Like I said, most of them are women and I think they follow me because of Love Island. They liked me because of that mm -hmm. and I hopefully was portrayed in the right way. Mm -hmm. So usually they like a little bit of substance mm -hmm. in the caption, something a bit more credible. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit of a, a mix. You know, people do like to look at pretty pictures, mm -hmm. nice clothes naturally that it just catches the eye. But I do find with me compared to some of the younger ones mm. um, I need to give a little bit a little bit more of my heart or my brain mm. to keep my followers engaged which I kind of do like the challenge of that and I, and I respect that um, you know I've actually lost followers a couple of times when I've posted a sexier photo and I think it is because a lot of um, my followers are women they might not want to see that you know, so I'm like, oh, it, it, it's a difficult one. You know, at the end of the day, my Instagram is my business. Yeah. You know, I try and be as personal as I can, but mixing business and pleasure is hard. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I do try and give a little bit of a, a mix. Um, mm -hmm. But I do, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that my followers usually do like something. And it's always um, topics like this to do with women and being of a certain age and being confident and empowered. I remember uh, when I was leaving London, I was moving back up here. It was just, I mean, it was a nice photo, but it was just me and the dog and like my old, like the gardens where I used to live in London. And it was not a kind of thought out post at all. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I do try and put a lot of thought into my mm -hmm. posts and stuff, but I just sort of rolled with the caption and I was just like, you know, moving back up to London and I was I was newly single and I was quite scared. Um, can't remember the exact caption, but you, you can have a look. And it was just like, you know, it's just me and you, buddy, now. Mummy's mum's going to take care of us. And, blah, blah, blah. and the amount of engagement it got, and it was actually on the Daily Mail, and the, the headline was um, had a little more depth to it. And then I think people just was like, oh, good honour, like, yeah, she's moving home. It's just her and the dog and she wants to like, you know, not that he's like my child, but like kind of and just sort of, you know, look after herself because I've always been that way. Yeah, a bit more of a vulnerability, I suppose, isn't it? Maybe. And people then think, ah, it is relatable. And, and, you know, I talk a lot about vulnerability 
And a lot of people I know really struggle to embrace vulnerability. Number one, we don't like feeling it. When we're in it, it's like, oh God, when is this People just get so embarrassed, don't they? And they just worry about what people are going to think. Again, I know a lot it. on Love Island. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I want to talk to you about that because, as you said, there was a lot, and that was a, an amazing series. There was a lot of the people in Love Island came out and did some amazing things. And do you keep in touch with anyone from the show? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I keep in touch with people from different shows as well. I've, I've met sort of just at events which is quite nice. And you just have this kind of Mm. bond just because you went through the same experience, I guess. But um, Kaz Crossley, who was with Josh on the show, we never actually got on when we were on the show, weirdly, (laughs) but um, we're really good friends now. Jack um, Fincham and Dr. Alex, I speak to them quite regularly. You know, Ellie Brown, just... I do speak yeah. to most of them. I mean, obviously I'm up here now, so I might not see them as much, but, you know, especially the ones sort of towards the end because we, we met each other's families mm. and, you know, you have lived with them for quite a long time. But of course. it's I do feel like sometimes Love Island gets a bit of a bad rap. You know, it's like, oh, it's superficial. For me, it was, you know, almost like this emotional roller coaster. I mean, you're mm. constantly talking about your feelings and it is good for people of a certain age to be forced to do that because like you say people don't naturally want to be vulnerable especially probably men Mm. or people that are quite proud so I think um and we had like a is it called like a shrink like yeah I was going to ask you about that yeah we had someone in there yes Yes. I guess you would have to Laura because you're thinking about you guys you know it's cameras on you and when you have someone you know you had a, a, a an incident when Wes went with someone else and it, everyone's watching right it's like the Truman Show everyone's watching what's happening yeah. and you're like oh my god everyone's watching this but you don't really realize everyone's watching it's more just who's in the villa because the cameras are like hidden so you do kind of like it's I'm glad that I forgot mm. because if I was realizing I think it would be worse there was definitely moments that I would think, oh my God, actually, this is quite embarrassing. But I was like, oh, whatever, like it's life. You know, people mm-hmm. want to see mm-hmm. real life mm-hmm. and people break up and they get dumped and they lose their mates and people talk about you behind your back. And I don't know, I just, I love the show. I like I hope you. that it doesn't change too much just because when something gets really big and successful people do definitely go on it for their own reasons and Mm -hmm. they become actors I mean there was even some in our series two years ago I think and I found it quite difficult to pretend anything because I think sometimes there are sort of scenarios where you can sort of tell maybe the producers would like this to happen or they'll ask you questions like, oh, what about this person? They're really nice, Laura. And you're like, no. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they just, um, you can see that. But I mean, they've got a job to do and a show to make. So they're just trying to test the waters and see. But some people do things for the wrong reasons, right? Mm, Obviously. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. And so you mentioned that you guys had like someone there that gave you guys that support. 
Yeah. So, did you have that support when you left as well? Because I guess you're in there, you're in a bubble, and then you come out, and you're Laura, you're thrown into the public eye, and whoom, all of a sudden you're like over a million followers, and it's like you must yeah. have had a lot of you know people looking to grab your attention and um, work with this brand work with that brand how did you sort of was that ever really overwhelming for you do you know what I do look back at like the first maybe few months and it was honestly like a blur and I wouldn't wish it on many people because it's I feel like I dealt with it because I'm a bit older and you know before I like lived in Dubai and I was like traveling around I was constantly like meeting people like when I was cabin crew on the flights you know businessmen from different countries and all these different nationalities so I feel like I did handle it well but I think a lot of people didn't and a lot of them are just too young I mean it's like the same as like look at like Justin Bieber and Britney Spears Mm -hmm. right they were like famous obviously on a massively bigger scale but at quite a young age yeah. and it just it, it messes with your head because people just want a piece and they still do and I can tell when people are sucking up to me and when people are not being you know real and you know people message me every day on Instagram asking me to do this that and the next thing for free everybody comes out the woodworks but you know I was still lucky to have that experience and the support um, was more so after. I mean, I got a message the other day, actually, from um, Love Island have changed their shrink. Is shrink, is that the right thing? Like support counsellor. Psychologist, yeah, psychologist. Um, So they've changed her. So she messaged, um, just asking me what was new and if I was okay um, and stuff like that. So it's, it's pretty constant but in there when we were in the beach hut that was my favorite time because you used to go maybe like six times a day and they would just ask oh so this has happened like tell us about this obviously they would show that on tv and there'd be like funny moments but you could be in there for quite a long time and you couldn't see anyone it was just a voice and a little um camera and the hole in this wall (laughs) but it was such a therapeutic time to step away from the madness that was downstairs in this you know big villa and it was like just this friendly voice and it used to change there was like maybe four of them and Mm -hmm. it was honestly at my favorite time and they used to say Laura you just come alive in here and I was like that's because you guys have got great chat and you're at least 30 and I can have a good conversation (laughs) so that's really that and it is important to have that it's almost like a bit of mini therapy isn't it and it's that yeah to without judgment I guess no one's judging you and we need that because you are as I said you have this huge following and I guess there is a pressure Laura to to be a certain way to show up consistently so when you're having days where you are maybe feeling overwhelmed and we all have them right that's life yeah um who is your like who is your go-to people for that do you feel like do you know what I'm just not going to show up for social media today I am just going to take this time out or do you Mm. feel that pressure to oh my god I can't because I know for me um I don't have you know anything like yourself any sort of following like yourself but what I do um I do show up a lot for people. I serve a lot of people. I give a lot of energy to people. And taking time out feels really, really strange to me. But I'm, 
you know, I'm actually just taking, I'm about to take a month off social media and everything and just switch off from everything just to completely reset and recharge. Do you feel a pressure that you can't sort of do that because of who you are? Yeah, there's absolutely no way that I could do that. I mean, it's almost like, and it's probably my own fault, really. I mean, I've got obviously an agent. They're great. They, I don't feel pressure from them at all. But for me, it's like I know how things work. And if you, you need to be on top of it and you need to be constantly thinking about the next thing and the next job and keep people's interest. Followers now want to be entertained constantly. And I feel like if I don't go on my Instagram for a day, I mean, I know all my insights on my stories go down. And then if a brand contacts me and says, oh, let's see Laura's recent insights, they'll be like, oh, no, we don't want to book her because they're too low. And that's just the way that it works. And I mean, it's fine. It's almost like I think if anyone works for themselves, has their own business or becomes some sort of entrepreneur, then it doesn't stop. Mm. It's seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And you get you get out of it like what you give. And again, that's why sometimes it annoys me when influencers get this, have this bad sort of stigma around them because people that are successful work their asses off. It is constant and it's all different times of the day and things come up really quickly and you need to drop everything and just do it. I mean, obviously you don't, it's up to you, but then you'll miss out you know and um I find it really difficult I mean I go to Dubai a lot just to go back and see my sister and my niece and and stuff like that but I get very distracted when I'm there and because I'm drinking and um the time difference and when I come when I just came back now I felt so overwhelmed on the first day that I came back you know it's quite stressful when you come back from your holiday anyway you're like ah my flat's a mess like gotta do all the washing like catch up with things you know when you go back to work you've got all these emails and I was like I had this huge um chat I was like this guest speaker for the Prince's Trust and I was so nervous because I really wanted to do a good job and I sort of left um until I came back to prepare and I thought it was the day before and it wasn't. And I was like, had a meltdown. Like I was messaging from Asia and I was like, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. Like I literally couldn't sleep. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have time. Like I'm, I'm going to like muck it up. Everyone's going to be like, who's this girl? Turns out I had an extra day. So I did it and I was fine. But um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of pressure that you cannot stop. Mm. But I, I don't know if it is just, I don't think it's just me, but I think you, we put it on ourselves because... Yeah. Everyone just talks about, even some of my friends, they say it by accident to me, they'll be like, you know, like this whole like relevance thing, like you're not a bit worried that you're not going to be like relevant like next year and all this crap and like what are you going to do like after and da, da, da. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't come to you and say, what are you going to do when you get fired from your job? <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't it? Oh, it's I know. like, what am I going to do after? After what? This is my life now. I'm constantly, you know, thinking of new ideas and starting businesses. And, you know, it, it is hard, but I'm not just going to give up. No, and, no, and you've done no. you've done really well because you see a lot of people that come out and they're you know really popular for a few months but you've been consistent and you're still doing a lot you never feel like yourself that you are do you know what I mean like everyone like when I talk to certain people like 
I remember there was a time where I didn't work for, I think it was like last January. January can be quite quiet. And I remember like, you know, you would go on Instagram and it's so easy to see what other people are doing or what it seems as if other people are doing. You know, I can make it look like I'm doing something, but I'm actually not. (laughs) <laughs> like because I work with a lot of different charities obviously that's not paid and that takes up a lot of time mm-hmm. but it's sort of like oh she looks like she's she's busy and it's like yeah but it's also not paying the bills mm-hmm. you know but um yeah people like definitely never feel like they're doing that well I don't yeah. think but I think they, maybe they are sure. we're so mean to ourselves sometimes I've worked super um lots on this personally and I do work with clients on it and I do think we give ourselves such a hard time it's that if if I just do this next thing if I just go and do this yeah. next thing and then this how next do you find thing. the balance because it's like it I feel like I like to be ambitious and I like to work hard and I, I need that routine because I feel like I've got an accomplishment but it's like when is it enough when do you feel content mm. you know and I think this industry for me, sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, I want, like, I've got 1.5, like, on my Instagram. And I'm like, oh, but I'd really like 1.6. And then I know as soon as I get 1.6, I'm like, mm, I'd really yeah. like 1.7. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's the, the main thing in life is to be happy, right? Of course. And is. happiness comes from feeling content. Yeah. But if you're ambitious, mm-hmm how do you ever feel content? Like, it's yeah. just this, like, whole, mm. I don't know, like, do you just enjoy the rides? <laughs> yeah, right. So for me, I I say to people all the time, you never get to the destination, ever. Mm. You know, we have these goals. And if I just get that, then I'll be happy. If I just get that, then that's, yeah. good. that's a box ticked. Yeah, but yeah. what happens we need to enjoy the journey we actually yeah. need to enjoy the present and be in each moment moment to moment because when we it's who we become on the journey because when we get to the destination whatever that is or achieve that goal we have expanded and grown so much whether that's mentally physically emotionally on that journey because it's not um, plain sailing to get there right we get a lot of knocks we get yeah. a lot of rejection. We get a lot of fear and doubt. We get a lot of overwhelm on the journey, but it's actually who we become on that journey because we become resilient. We become stronger. Oh my God, that's my favorite word. Resilient. resilient. Yeah. Like my, one of my best friends, you asked me earlier, like who I go to maybe when I'm feeling down and I have a friend, Michelle, who's in Dubai and um, I message her about everything and she just always makes things better. Like she just, if I'm yeah overwhelmed and I just explain I'm like blah, 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 on my voice notes and then she just says look this is what's happening this is what you could do these are your options like make a decision take a breather I don't know she just makes everything so oh, much Elmer. simpler mm-hmm. and she's you know she's quite intelligent and I feel sorry for people that don't have not everyone has that in no. their in their lives you know and I think that's why it's important to if you don't have that to find people in social media is I I, it's some it's there's a lot of negativity around it but there's a lot of amazing incredible people in social media and what I say is find a tribe of people who you know do similar things to what I do who never judge who hold space for people who give free advice support 
um, and tips around how you can become resilient because when we're we're all up in our head yeah and actually um when we want to become calmer and our nervous system so see we're talking about overwhelm your nervous system is like it's like fat on fire and you're triggered and then something small happens and you're like oh my god yeah. oh my god oh my god <laughs> and we become like we say like oh, i'm a nervous wreck right that term I'm yeah. a nervous wreck right now I don't know what's wrong I feel like I'm on the edge and that's because our nervous system is so heightened because our mind is so friggin' busy and it mad like you can it's, literally make yourself ill you can your thoughts. oh your thoughts create your reality right because our mind doesn't know the difference between what's true and what's what's false it's the energy that it, it, it generates from the, the thoughts and the thoughts become the feelings. And then that, that those feelings start to manifest into other things. We start to feel sick. We start to create illness in our bodies. And we can create a story from one thought alone. And because we're so controlling and we think the mind, you know, the mind has to try and control everything we can actually create something that's not even happened. We think of the worst case scenario. We'll go into our head and be like, right, I'm just going to think worst case scenario. So for example, even with you doing this, the, 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 the speaking event, right? You're like, right, okay, so I'll just think worst case scenario. So if it goes tits up and it's a total disaster, I'll say this and then they'll say that. And I'll just try and, you know, we try and write the story before it's happened so that we mentally- I didn't even get that far. I was like, I'm not doing I'm not it. Doing it. We mentally prepare, right, for the worst case scenario with things. And mm. even, even in situations, we can start to become paranoid or what's happening there? What are they saying? Was that about me? Was that comment about me? What are they thinking? And actually, it's because we're so up in our heads. And mm. it, well, it's like the whole lockdown thing, like people, you know, these getting up in your head affects some people, but maybe hasn't affected everyone um, as greatly but I think we've all realized a lot more about mental health during mm. um, these lockdowns because people have had no choice to be stuck in their brains so I think that's why I like to be busy because I find like when I'm busy um, I'm, or when I'm I actually like talking to other people and listening to their problems and being there for them because it helps me not have to think about my own stuff. Uh-huh. And that's tough as well, right? Because what we tend to do is we don't want to sit alone with our thoughts. So many people, when they come home, they'll put music on or they'll put the TV on yeah. just to have some background stuff because sitting on their own with their own thoughts, they're like, oh, I don't like this. I want to keep busy because keeping busy stops me from thinking. But what happens over time is it comes back. I speak a lot about how we suppress emotion. And oh, I think I've done that. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Suppress- all I do all the time is I try and think of ways and techniques to be. So I just always want to be positive. So I know, like, if I get up in the morning and I go for a walk and the fresh air with the dog, like, that makes me feel good. Or obviously, like, if I work out, which never really happens, make, does, you know, makes me feel good. If I have a glass of wine, it doesn't usually make me feel good. So I try and, like, live my life based on that. But yeah, it's almost, do you think what you say then? I'm like suppressing maybe emotions. 
Well, not, I mean, you might be. And, and do you know what, Laura, you and millions of others, right? So what you've said is amazing that you do is that you get up, you go a walk, walking out and nature is amazing. Being with your dogs, amazing, right? Being with your pets um, and doing things that raise your vibrations, right? We want to be in a high vibrational state because when we are in a higher vibration, we attract those type of things we are magnets we are actual magnets right we uh, there's energy all around us and if we are you know when you wake up and something goes wrong like you imagine like you stub your toe then you spill your coffee down your top then you you know get stuck in traffic and you're like this fucking day is shit I'm just it's all this stuff and it's because of the energy that we're we're um, we're generating. So if we get up, like you said, and you do things that make you feel good and own your morning positively, then chances are you attract more of the same. You cannot manifest positive things from a low vibrational place. However, that's very surface level. And a lot of the time, what we do, and because of our programming as children, right, we're told not to cry. You know, when you're a child and you fall over, you hurt yourself, your parents are like, right, up you get, come on, don't cry. And then we oh, learn. We learn is that bad? Well, uh, listen, it's all right, because I, I, I only worked this out a few years ago. I used to say <gasps> to my kids all the time, right, stop crying, come on. And, I, and now I cringe at it because I think they've hurt themselves. And actually... I love crying. Yeah, crying is good, right? It's a good emotion. <laughs> But so many people, Laura, struggle to cry because yeah. they feel that it's weak. They don't like what it brings up. So they will try anything and they'll suppress emotions. But when you were talking about, do you think I suppress emotions? You know, we all have suppressed emotions. And the thing is, we think if we bury it, that it goes away, but it never does. It shows up in relationships. It shows up in how, how we show up, what we think and the way we speak to ourselves, the way we speak about others, um, the relationships that we attract. You know, so I was going to ask you about that. Are you single just now? Are you seeing anyone? Yeah. No, I am single. And God, if I knew like the secret of just like, a happy no I know that I feel like I know the secrets to a happy relationship but I just isn't it mad how just in the world there's so many people that just want to be in a loving relationship and they're not she loves herself with Jill Ritchie so we are ending this episode on relationships and we will pick up this episode next Friday, where you're going to hear more from Laura about her beliefs around relationships, her relationships with previous partners, her current beliefs around who she needs to be um, showing up as to have a, a, a successful relationship moving forward. She also talks next week about her limiting beliefs around her age in the industry and her best and worst parts of being in the public eye. Have an amazing weekend and I'll see you all next week for another episode of She Loves Herself, the podcast.